The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Yeah, thanks again for tuning in. You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I am your super water man, ambassador for water. We're here at 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, bringing you the water show of the century. Here we are. Going to be having a great guest today, Maria Rundle from Flying Cloud Institute. Going to talk about steam. Steam education. The fool will get thirsty. Yeah, Maria will be in studio. We're going to be having an opportunity to talk about science, technology, engineering, art, and mathematics. Bringing some creativity to that STEM education. Because, you know, science and technology and engineering and math without creativity leads us, leads us nowhere. Just to some kind of dogma. And art is the key. So stay tuned for some steam, steamy conversations that I have with Maria soon in about 30 minutes. So stay tuned for that. Again, you're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O, bringing you water consciousness from the world of the Berkshires to you all around the world. And first up on our tunage list here today is a little bit of the Beach Boys, where some of the science is here. And this is Surfing USA. Be back soon with some water interaction.
In the town where I was born Lived a man who sailed to sea And he told us of his life In the land of submarines So we sailed unto the sun Till we found the sea of green And we lived beneath the waves In our yellow submarine We all live in a yellow submarine Yellow submarine Yellow submarine We all live in a yellow submarine Yellow submarine And our friends are all aboard Many more of them live next door And the band begins to play Yes, it's time for some oceany stuff there. We got a little bit of surfing safari, surfing USA with the Beach Boys. And uh, that's off their 50 big. What's that? The Beach Boys off the 50 big ones, like 50 big kahunas. And then uh, Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. Yellow Submarine song track. Uh, that movie, that was a cool movie. If those of you who have seen it or not seen it, it's been, it, it was quite uh, psychedelic. You really got to watch it, get a chance. Why don't you just Google it? You could probably see part of it on YouTube or some other channel. Really, the world of Peter Max and his artwork is all throughout that film. So, got to watch it. It's really intentional. Water movie of all time by the Beatles the Yellow Submarine gotta watch out for those blue meanies you're listening to And So It Flows your only show for H2O today we have a guest with us uh, a little later in the show her name is Maria Rundle and Maria 
runs an organization called Flying Cloud Institute. And as we all know, clouds are water vapor, so that makes it really important. But not only that, they're involved in bringing STEAM education to the Berkshire County area and beyond with all sorts of curriculum and all sorts of summer camps and all sorts of really cool things where people not only study the science and technology and the engineering and the mathematics, but the A part of STEAM, which transforms it from a STEM to STEAM, is the art. Yes, the art. That's what makes And So It Flows such a great show because it's about the art. It's about the art of water, the consciousness of water, bringing it outside the cup. And you're listening to 89.7 WTBR Pittsfield Community Radio. You, you want to give a shout out to these guys here for bringing some really extraordinary intentional water media to the world right here from the Berkshires. So uh, go to WTBRFM.com. Uh, and you could just hit the donate button and just, you know, acknowledge your love of H2O. You could also call 413-445-5943. You could talk to someone and actually say, hey, water is cool. Here's, here's a Benjamin and join the Benjamin Club. And uh, Bob will be really excited about that. Super excited. We'll be bringing you some news right now. Got some cool water news from outer space. This is from Newsweek. Newsweek is saying, as of today, water has been found on the surface of two asteroids for the first time, scientists said in a new paper. Two silicate rich asteroids were detected by the retired stratospheric observatory for infrared astronomy that's also known as SOFIA that were giving off a specific wavelength of light that indicated the presence of molecules of H2O according to the research published in the Planetary Science Journal a little more on that discovery may have major implications for theories of how water initially made its way to our own planet and it could be could have been delivered via asteroid impact isn't that interesting asteroids as the seed of creation asteroids are leftovers from the planetary formation process so their compositions vary depending on where they formed in the solar nebula a paper co-authored by uh, Anisha Arandado an asteroid researcher at the Southwest Research Institute said in a statement of particular interest is the distribution of water on asteroids because that can shed light on how water was delivered to Earth there you have it that's your water uh, water intellectual foreplay for today when it comes to uh, H2O. Check out that Newsweek article, how water is on surface areas of asteroids. Really exciting 
to know about that. You mean there's more to the news in the Super Bowl? Yes, there is, and it's all got to do with H2O. We got some more coming at you. Got some more music coming your way. Uh, but first, this little ditty from uh, from our friend over at uh, JFK, John F. Kennedy. Anyone who can solve the problems of water will be worthy of two Nobel Prizes. One for peace and one for science. Got uh, some more water tunes coming your way. Let's just go get them over at our friends at Spotify. Uh, I think this one is going to be by Rafi. No, no. No. Peter Gabriel, my friend. Peter Gabriel. Let's go down here. Here we go. This one is called Steam. And it's a shout out to my, my friends over at the Flying Cloud Institute. Uh, Peter Gabriel sang this song sometime in the 90s. Let's go grab it here right now. Right now. Here it is. Here's Steam. And it's from the U, the Us album uh, remastered version. And this is Steam.
deep beluga in the deep blue sea. Swim so wild and you swim so free. Heaven above and the sea below, and a little white whale on the go. Baby beluga, baby beluga, is the water warm? Is your mama home with you? So happy. Way down yonder where the dolphins play, where you dive and splash all day. Waves rolling and the waves roll out. See the water squirting out of your spout. Baby beluga, oh baby beluga, sing your little song. Sing for all your friends. We like to. Snug in your waterbed, moon is shining and the stars are out. Good night, little whale. Good night, baby beluga. Oh, baby beluga. With tomorrow's sun, another day's begun. You'll soon be waking, baby beluga, in the deep blue sea. Swim so wild and you swim so free. Heaven above and the sea below, and a little white whale on the go. You're just a little white whale on the go. Down by the bay, where the watermelons grow, back to my home, I dare not go. For if I do, my mother will say, Did you ever see a goose kissing a moose? Down by the bay, down by the bay, where the watermelons grow, back to my home, I dare not go. For if I do, my mother will say, Did you ever see a whale with a polka dot tail down by the bay, down by the bay, where the watermelons grow? Back to my home, I dare not go. For if I do, my mother will say, Did you ever see a fly wearing a tie down by the bay, down by the bay? Where the watermelons grow, back to my home. I dare not go, for if I do, my mother will say. Did you ever see a bear combing his hair down by the bay, down by the bay? Where the watermelons grow, back to my home. I dare not go, for if I do, my mother will say. 
Did you ever see llamas eating their pajamas? Down by the bay, down by the bay, where the watermelons grow. Back to my home, I dare not go. For if I do, my mother will say. Did you ever have a time when you couldn't make a rhyme? Down by the bay, down by the bay, where the watermelons grow. Back to my home, I dare not go. You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. We had a little bit of uh, Rothy, a little Rothy fest there. Uh, two awesome songs. Down by the Bay off the uh, sing, singable songs for the very young. And before that, we had Baby Beluga, probably his best love kitty hit. Baby Beluga. And before that, we had Steam by Peter Gabriel. Excited to be here with you. I'm your Super Waterman Ambassador for Water. Excited about all kinds of things when it comes to H2O. Really excited about the guest that we're going to be having in a couple of minutes. Uh, and it's going to be uh, Maria Rundle. A little bit about Maria. So those of you who are in Berkshire County or other parts around the world may know Maria. She's executive director of Flying Cloud Institute in Great Barrington, Mass., which is dedicated to science and arts education, also known as STEAM, Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Mathematics. Described as a strong leader who takes action, Maria finds herself continually adapting so that she can serve as many students as possible. She's where her daughter, not too long ago, had the best day ever. Uh, She previously was developmental director over at Gould Farm in Monterey, Massachusetts, right here in the heart of the Berkshires. So much stuff goes on here. It's kind of like the whole world revolves around Massachusetts, like Revolutionary War, got all sorts of stuff in the world of science and medicine and arts and culture and bringing it to you right from here right in the next few minutes i'll be with maria but it's exciting it's exciting to have this much at our fingertips to be able to have that conversation with you regarding water right here from the heart of the berkshires a little bit more about where you could find us not only can you stream us live at WTBRFM.com or listen on your trusted radio as you're in the area or driving around the Berkshires. Uh, you can also see us on Apple Music, CastBox, TuneIn Podcast, uh, Podcast Republic, Good Pods, Amazon Music, Podacy, Podcast Addicts, and Castos Podcast. So stay tuned and look for us. Uh, search and so it flows find us and make us the water referencing uh, show that you come to for the consciousness and bringing water outside the cup we got some a uh, little bit of poetry here uh, in a dedication to steam education this poem is called elegy with steam 
It's by William Ferguson. And uh, a hat tip out to poetryfoundation.org where you can find all sorts of really cool poems. When I was sick with a head cold, my head full of pressure, my father would soak a washcloth in hot water, ball it up, wring it out. He would open it above my head, then place it against my face like a second skin, the light around me disappearing entirely except through the spaces between the stitching. I would inhale the steam in that darkness hearing his voice on the other side, otherwise almost devoid of any other bodily sense but the warmth and depth of his voice, as if I had already died and was on the other side of life, waiting for the sickness to lift. But I wasn't. I was still on this earth, the washcloth going cold on my face, my body still sick and my father still there, when I opened my eyes as he always was, there to give me warmth before going cold again. And uh, that was by William Ferguson, Elegy with Steam. You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O, here to bring you the H2O here from the Berkshires, and around the world. A little bit more music coming your way. Let's see what we got going on here. We got a little bit of Linda Ronstadt, who's doing Blue by You, and then we're uh, gonna have another tune after that by Mud Crutch, a band that includes Tom Petty, and then we're gonna be bringing on our friend uh, Maria Rundle. She's here in studio, looking forward to have her on. Uh, to share a little bit about what's going on with STEAM education through the Flying Cloud Institute. So here's a little Linda for all of you water lovers out there. This blue by you. I feel so bad I got a worried mind I'm so lonesome all the time Since I left my baby behind on blue by you Saving nickels, saving dimes Working till the sun don't shine Looking forward to happier times on blue by you
those fishing boats with their sails afloat if I could only see that familiar sunrise through sleepy eyes how happy I'd be
brother confessed And you know me better now And you see I'm in the middle And you don't know why or how But you sold me down your river You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I am your super waterman, ambassador for water. So psyched to be here, swimming in the ocean, as you could hear in the background. And uh, it's it's fun. You know, it, it is fun. You know why the fun is? The fun is it's a self-expression to move out of the death cult that we've all been living in over the last couple of years. Or even maybe the last thousand years. And move into a new paradigm called life. The time for living is now. And the time for having a good conversation with Maria Rundle is now. So, you know, just thanks for being here in the studio. Gonna bring her on right now. And uh, super psyched. So much to learn about STEAM. So little time. So great to be here. This is Leslie with And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. Very excited to be here today. I'm here with Maria Rundle. And Maria runs an organization called the Flying Cloud Institute in Great Barrington. And hi, Maria. Hello. You want to say, uh, you know, say hi to all our water-loving listeners around the world? Hello, water-loving listeners. We're so lucky to have people who care so much about our clean water. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, so, you know, a little bit about Flying Cloud. You guys are involved in what's called, a kind of education called STEAM, which obviously is related to water. Uh, Tell me a little bit about STEAM. What, what exactly is STEAM and what does Flying Cloud do? Like, what are you guys up to? All right, well STEAM is a really interesting term. It stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Mathematics. And it comes from this idea that we incorporate STEM, the core science, technology, engineering, and math subjects, along with a creative lens. And I think that what's really special about Flying Cloud is that our founders, Jane and Larry Burke, were doing this 40 years ago before the term STEAM even existed in education. Um, I love, Larry puts it as smart education, where science meets art. And the idea is that when we're going out and we're looking at our world and we're trying to make meaning of it, we need to bring both our lens as a scientist that is searching for a shared measurable reality and using the tools of the scientific method, the problem solving of engineering and the advances of technology and the computational thinking of mathematicians to understand and bring meaning to that world. But without that expressive and creative lens of the artist, we will never be able to put those pieces together to create truth and beauty. That's actually really, that's, that's really cool because you know one of the things I've seen in the last three years has been like, I believe in science. 
Science is a creative act of checking out if this is real and if that's real and things always change and you're one hypothesis away from a different point of view. And without the creativity aspect, you don't have room for that. You just come up with a new religion. Oh, I let that's exactly you know, right. So that's I, exactly you know, right. So yeah, if we want to have creative, creative and critical thinkers, we need to be able to embrace all aspects of both ourselves, but also the creative people around us and who have come before us. And I think that you know when I ask youth, what is the number one problem in the world right now. This is kids ages 6 to 14. The thing they always come back to is global warming, right? They may express it as littering or pollution or our water supply, but the thing that they're, they all are focused on is global warming. I'll say there's been one exception when I've asked that question to kids. The one exception was one kid, I think he was eight, who said um, funding for public education. And I was like, yes, that's true too. <laughs> but when we think, when we ask youth about what, what are they thinking about in terms of big problems, they get it that this, this issue of how we treat our environment and how we look at survival of our species based on these big ideas, exactly the work that you and your listeners are involved in, these are the th same things that our kids are thinking about and feeling their way through as well. And what we always talk about with Flying Cloud is that if we already had the solutions, if we already had all the technologies in place to stop and reverse global warming, then all our education system would need to be is training up these kids to apply widgets, right? Yeah. We, would, we would say, here we, we're going to train you Henry Ford style just to apply the technologies we know already exist. Yes, be a sprocket. Be a sprocket. But instead, we need critical thinkers, we need creative thinkers, we need people who can collaborate so that they can actually come up with a constellation of solutions that will be needed by everyone, not just scientists and engineers, but by people in local government, by our artists and our communicators, to all together be able to address this really big issue. Yeah, totally, I agree. And when it comes down to actually being able to think outside the box, adding the art to STEM, uh, science, technology, well, engineering, engineering, art, math, and math, and, yes. and math <laughs> but adding the adding the art part to it, to, which makes it steam, yeah. gives people access to creating that breakthrough. Because mm -hmm. you know, science isn't static. Science is it's in itself a living, breathing process yeah. uh, that you get to check, check again, check in one more time. It's like if you're in a relationship. Do you, you know, am I, am I listening to you correctly? Are you, uh, is there anything else we could do? Like what? So that relationship of bringing art in, you know, it's, it's a genius. It's, it's beautiful. So what got you started? What got you inspired yourself to get into Flying Cloud? Well, I came to Flying Cloud as a parent first. Um, I was looking for something um, more for one of my children that was you know, really engaged um, in thinking deeply about science and math. Um, and she was only six, she was just a little kid. Um, but I knew that Flying Cloud was doing something really special. And they were in her school doing uh, classroom residencies and doing half day programs and after school programs. And what I saw is that they were having the kids actually behave like real scientists and artists, even though they might be only six. 
And so even though we never really thought of ourselves as a camp family, we applied to the summer camp. And on day three, my daughter said, this was the best day of my life. And now you're a camp family. Look <laughs> and at now that. we're a camp family. Absolutely. <laughs> and so when, um, when our wonderful founder decided to look at retirement in 2016, um, it seemed like a really wonderful opportunity to be able to be involved in an established, inquiry-based, child-centered education program. And I was also serving on the um, school committee at the time, and I'm a big believer in public education. And I love that Flying Cloud is able to collaborate and work with the public schools in our area in ways that help to bring out different sides of our students. What what area would you, this, we're in the Berkshires, we're right now in Great Barrington, but what schools are you working with? So we primarily work with all of the South County schools, we work with Lee, and we're actually in every single Pittsfield school this year. So Pittsfield, Lee, Great Barrington? Great Barrington, Sheffield, Richmond. Wow, yeah. okay, great. Yeah. And how many students altogether are within all those school districts. So we also work with a little bit of um, Region 1 down in Connecticut, and I think all told it's about 2,000 a year that we get to work with youth. Wow. Um, we feel and we really want to make a commitment to encountering youth throughout their childhood so that we don't have just a one-off, hey, that was a fun afternoon with Flying Cloud, but that we really are a transformational part of growing up in the Berkshires. So what we like to do is be able to encounter youth in their schools, in classroom residencies, in outside of school time learning programs, and really create a pipeline so that kids keep engaging with us at different points in their identity building mm. as they think about themselves as curious and creative people. That's 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 really great. Now, our you know besides the fact that it's steam and obviously yeah. <laughs> what we said it's water related. Um, what are there any specific water related pro projects that you're working on or, or class class curriculum or anything like that that's a great question so i i think um if your listeners could be with us here they would see some of the beautiful pictures in our room with our young scientists working with beakers working with test tubes and pipettes and chemicals so intently and in every experience in these pictures, it just so happens that what these youth are trying to do is save turtles from uh, that have are living in a pond where acidification has started to affect the which, integrity which of their pond? shells. Leslie, between you and me, it's a pretend pond. It's a pretend <laughs> pond, so it's not Smiley's pond. No, but but that's a great example, right? Is so with um, a lot of our work and the way that we try to embrace more um, cultural. Um, opportunities for all youth to see themselves in science, one of the things that research tells us is that having a community-driven narrative approach will bring in more non-binary youth, more female-identified youth, and more youth who are traditionally were not identifying themselves as science thinkers. And so what we try to do is frame some of our ideas around these concepts like Smiley's Pond of what happens if we have animals that these kids care very deeply about that are affected by human activity, right? And how do we as scientists look to reverse some of those effects? And so in the projects that these kids are doing, we share with them this narrative about turtles. And then we give them a series of mystery chemicals and we ask them to use their knowledge of chemical reaction color change through pH 
to identify which of these solutions they're going to recommend to environmental scientists be added to this pond to neutralize the water and save the turtles. Okay, so the again, your the the kids are working on how to deacidify or yep. or make a pond more alkaline. You got it. Yeah. You got it. They take it so seriously, and it's completely shifted from just an activity of hey, this uh, makes this chemical change color. Instead, it now is anchored in a meaningful experience. And we'll come back months later, and the kids will ask about oh, the turtles. Yeah. Um, and it really stays with them that there is something they can do. It's not just a time to be sad about human activity affecting our environment. There's things that we can do and be curious about. There's questions that we can ask and experiments we can run. So yeah, it's a that's, very that's, that's powerful actually frame. great. Yeah. yeah. If, 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 if the kids are able to figure it out, and then also the science is brought to the ponds, and you're able to deacidify or make the ponds more alkaline. Yes. Then, you know, your water cycle, you'll, you'll see fewer uh, license plates with the paint peeled <laughs> off. Yes. And, you know, yes. which is coming from acid rain. I'm, I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, well, the other thing that we're really lucky about, um, the Berkshire Regional Planning Commission has invited us into a project they're doing in Clarksburg. The effects of climate change have been flooding the Clarksburg town field. And that town field is really important to their whole community. It's used for many different purposes. And there's also homeowners along the edge that now have flooded basements. And this is part of climate change in a way that needs mitigation because we know it's not going to get better by itself. Yeah. And they wrote into their grant process to include the youth from the local schools. So Flying Cloud is creating a curriculum and we're going to deliver a program with these youth for them to be part of the solution and actually use 3D modeling and design to present to the town select board some solutions for their town field. And we're talking about Clarksburg in Massachusetts, yes, not West yes. Virginia. Not West Virginia. Uh, and uh, <laughs> although, you know, hats off to all my friends down in West Virginia. Uh, bottom line is we are currently talking to Maria Rundle from Flying Cloud Institute, uh, leaders in STEAM education, science, technology, engineering, art, and mathematics. Uh, you're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I'm your super water man, ambassador for water. And Maria, we, we've got about you know another seven minutes, so let's dive in a little deeper. How do you guys get your funding like what what's your what's your funding apparatus how do you guys stay af you know afloat no no oh, i i was afloat. gonna go with i was gonna go, was gonna afloat, go with the water afloat, afloat, <laughs> afloat seems like too too much you know need to survive oh, and too much yeah, yeah. striving but how do you guys how, how do you, do you fly guys survive? Like flying cloud yeah how do you fly we're really lucky so we have a lot of um grant funders it's um one of our organization's primary commitments to be accessible to all and in fact, not to find ourselves in a situation where we are forwarding the stratification of educational opportunities by only serving communities and caregivers and youth who can come to paid programs or who can make space in their day to have us come to them. And instead, we want to provide free programming for all public school youth 
And we want to be able to invite a lot of our local immigrant families into our tuition-based programs. Um, the Berkshires is such a, a wonderful um, and beautiful region, but we have serious declining enrollment issues in our public schools, and the only growing population are our immigrant families. So our commitment to access is really primary, and that means finding funding sources that are grant-based so that we can offer these programs for free. Any of our tuition-based programs have heavy financial aid subsidization, and we're also so lucky because we partner with community organizations that already have come up with solutions for things like transportation, childcare, and food security, things we're not experts at, but the three things that we know prevent youth from engaging with this kind of deep, meaningful, authentic, research-based yeah, science. Yeah, touch, hands-on. Exactly. Like hands-on. It's got like it. going to a, the science hall, and well, I think Boston has a really good science hall, but other science halls where you actually get to do some hands-on stuff That's right. uh, and actually get to get down there. Even the Berkshire Museum has a really cool oh find gosh. the bones in the basement thing. They're and one of our favorite partners, and we're so grateful to have a, a great museum like that. Just yesterday, our fourth graders who have been studying uh, sound wave uh, information technology transfer, which is one of the Massachusetts state standards, um, they have worked with us for um, five sessions and they had their culminating showcase where the fourth graders created a hands-on science museum in their classroom Whoa. and invited the second graders to come in and they showed them each exhibit and a lot of them did involve the movement of energy through water and creating vibrations and seeing how, how we can actually um, how we can affect vibrations as part of an energy transfer. Yeah. My, my favorite science project as a kid, when I had my own little science uh, kits, uh, and my favorite science uh, project was making crystals. Ooh, beautiful. Oh, it's really, it's really cool. Um, but in the meantime, it's, it's, it's cool to see there's an organization that really cares to get people out of the book and into the hands-on. So, a, a question, do you guys ever have competitions or any kind of uh, things that, that have people kind of really go for it? Okay, that's a great question. So, the more we've looked into the research, the more that what's become clear is things like Olympiads and robotics competitions are pretty exclusionary to a lot of the most vulnerable populations that already are being left out of STEM. And STEM is so important because often STEM careers can really pull people up, up economically and support their community. And so we've moved away from a lot of competitive functions to more problem-solving uh, collaborative. So for okay. example, we've got a girls robotics team. And instead of having the robots fight or be in a competitive points-based competition, the youth choose a problem. Now you'll love this. One of the problems they chose was ocean pollution. They created an, a huge room-sized painted mural on the floor that they all created. They built and then programmed robots to interact with this mural in ways that would showcase problems that could be solved by robotic technology. So some of them had their robots way out in the deep ocean and they were cutting fishermen's nets underwater. Now that might not be legal, mm -hmm. but this was all luckily creative thinking. Um, they had other deep diving robots that they built that would be functional underwater to go deep underwater and take samples to look for nanoplastics. And then some of them had beach-based robots that were going along and collecting litter from the, from the beach. Um, 
they then presented this as a showcase to their community and their caregivers and their siblings um, in a really lovely community-based event. So shifting how we think about um, sharing student thinking and making student thinking visible, I think we really land on the side of trying to create creative collaborative opportunities. Great. But we definitely want to have a way to showcase student thinking because it is so crucial that they feel like there is a sense of urgency. They are building to something that is going to celebrate their thinking and their success, but that it still is a part of the process. And so we also try to emphasize, you're showing where you're at now, just like you were saying about science. Not saying this is the be all end all, but here we are as a creative person in this moment and we want to show this to you. That's pretty great. For, yeah. for those people just tuning in, uh, we're at the tail end of an interview with Maria. Uh, Maria Rundle is uh, the director of a group called uh, Flying Cloud Institute. They're leaders in the world of STEAM education here in the great Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And uh, excited to, to really have this conversation regarding really the great work that you're doing. So if people want to participate, we, we have about one minute. All right. So <laughs> people want to participate. What do they do? How do they find out? How do, how do they get involved? We have a beautiful website. Um, and I would love for people to reach out and um, see if they would want to get involved with the organization. We hire artists. We love to pay local artists to come in and meet the youth we work with and share their craft as a way to help, again, make visible the invisible of science. So through sculpture, painting, performance art, music, design. And then we always are also looking for STEM volunteers, scientists and engineers, to come in and also meet the youth, share what they're doing, share their STEM journey of what led them to be a scientist. And we love for both of those volunteer and paid groups to also expose the other part of their identity, the artists who are very interested in engineering design and how we actually install some of these giant pieces at Mass Mocha, right? And the artists who are within every engineer. One of my favorite engineers was sharing that he actually uses poetry to think through problems when he gets stuck with his engineering design problems. So I, I think anyone that would like to get involved has everything they need to contribute to sharing their craft or their vision or their job with our wonderful kids and helping inspire them to be the next generation of scientists and artists. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, kids. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for STEAM and the work that you do. And uh, thanks for joining in So It Flows. Well, thank you, Leslie, and thank you to all your wonderful listeners who care so much and are part of Finding Solutions. Perfect. Perfect. Take care of yourself. Now you put water into a cup. It becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle. It becomes the bottle. You put in a teapot. It becomes the teapot. Be water, not water. Mm -hmm.
Thanks again for tuning in to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. Meet us next week as we have some more, more water consciousness that brings water outside the cup.